With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you for this special live Let's Ride episode here on the Locker Room app. If you're joining us, that is fantastic. If you're listening in audio platform, obviously you're going to hear this and you're going to wonder, what do I have to do to get on this Locker Room app? you got to be an iOS user, unfortunately, right now. So if you're an Android, I'm sorry. you got to get on there and you got to go and you got to just join me. you got to create. It's free, free app. Free to create an account. You got to join me and we'll talk Steelers and do all that good stuff. I want to get this show started off and we're going to be taking people. We're going to be talking about free agency in the draft last week. We had a great discussion, but I want to start this show off with something. And that is something that's been on my mind. And that's about Chase Claypool. This week, a lot of people had been talking about Chase Claypool being a diva. And that was something that was brought up. Um, Bob Labriola of Steelers.com was the one that talked about Diva tendencies is what he called it. And I just have one thing to say about this, and I'll make it brief as people are joining me live on Locker Room. Who cares if Chase Claypool is a diva? Show me a receiver who doesn't want the football, who doesn't demand the football, who doesn't lobby for the football, and I'll show you a crappy receiver. Flat out. Straight up. Think about in Steelers history. Heinz Ward wanted the football. Heck yes, he wanted the football. There's no doubt about it that he wanted the football. You could talk about Santonio Holmes. You could talk about Antonio Brown. Well, we know Antonio Brown. That's that's a no-brainer. But at the same time, my goodness, like 
people that are making a big deal out of this, people that are making a big deal out of this whole topic of Chase Claypool being a diva all of a sudden, it's the most asinine thing I've heard in a long time. The most asinine thing I've heard in a long time. Why? It's simple. He is a good receiver. He's had a lot of success early in his career. He's going to want the football. He's going to want to make plays for his team. And I don't mind that at all. Until he becomes a cancer to the locker room, like Antonio Brown was, or even like Le'Veon Bell was, I'm fine with it. Absolutely fine with it. So you want to talk about Chase Claypool being a diva? That's great. You can go ahead and talk about it. But just don't expect to hear me talking about it because I don't think it's a non-factor. And Bob Labriola, by the way, he can go kick rocks. I can't – that guy, he, he, if he's working for the team and he's going to produce content like that, he has to expect the backlash. So that's all I'm going to say about that. All right, we have some people joining me on Locker Room. If you want to speak, put in a speaker request. I'll bring you in and we'll talk about it. Otherwise, I'm going to hit the mailbag up from Twitter. Had a great response from the Ride or Die crew this week. Uh, a ton of questions. So if you do want to talk on uh, Locker Room, Hit me up with the speaker request. We got some people joining in, but let's go right to the well, let's right to the mailbag. Brian Haynes says, with the signing of Prescott, he's talking about Dak. What's your prediction for the salary cap number? Don't need specific, just the millions amount. So this is the hot button topic. And honestly, you might be listening to this podcast and say, Well, Jeff, they already announced it. At the time this is recorded, which is Tuesday nights, 730 Eastern time. They had not made that finalized. There's been a lot of rumors, 183. I was asked earlier today on our Slack channels by our deputy editor, Michael Beck, what do I think? I said 187. And, but this all hinges on like the TV deals. Like They got to get done. Like, they've got to finalize some of these deals. We haven't heard that the Disney deal was ever finalized. It was just kind of thrown out there. So in that regard, the TV deals are going to be really big. The reason why Brian brings up Dak is because a lot of people – mainly pro football talk, they basically said, well, I think that this is a sign that Dak is Dak getting signed means that the salary cap is going to be higher. Not too sure I buy that or anything else that he sells, but let's bring in Mr. Michael Beck. What's up, Michael? How's it going? Good. How are you doing? I can't complain. What do you want to talk about? Oh, basically, I'm just, uh, I wanted to check in just to see what uh, your thoughts would be. Uh, if uh, the Steelers are going to uh, dive into the free agent market at center. They have to. I don't think it's it's not if it's it's they. I think they have to. Uh, you you know this as much as I do. I'm not impressed with the, the center group in the in the draft. I'm also not impressed with J.C. Hassenauer being the answer, even though he did sign a one year tender. So for that, I think they have to be aggressive. And if that's the only move they make, if they bring in and not even like a, a Corey Lins, Lindsley, is that how you say it? Yeah, that's right. I think. Yeah, even if it's not a high-profile name, but someone that's maybe even a little long in the tooth and has some experience, can come in, give you two, three years, and then they're out of there. If that's the only move they make in free agency, I'm fine with that. Is there another position that you would put above center? Ooh, I, I think I think center's the top spot, really, especially when it comes to, to money. Yeah, and, it, and it, it's a pretty decent free agent group. You know, Brian Anthony Davis did that article for the BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And you look at it, and there's some pretty good names, and there's going to be cap casualties. Even if even if the salary cap doesn't get back to 198, which it is right now, I still think there's going to be some players that are going to be available. So I, I right now for the Steelers, and, and here's another kicker, and this is kind of like a ripple effect. If they are able to find a center, 
Now all of a sudden that really opens the door in the draft to really kind of go wherever they feel they need best player available at number 24, or if they want to trade up, they don't have that glaring, glaring hole. So you agree with that, Michael? Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I had one more question for you when it came to the spot. Do you think uh, BJ Finney would be enough uh, of a, a free agent ad? I think he would be. No, no, I would. <laughs> I just talked myself out of it. No, I don't think he would be because I don't think he's a starting center. He's a great depth guy. Like if you have a half an hour is kind of the same, except I think Finney's a better center, but, or I mean, maybe not. They're both kind of similar. So, you know, I, I just don't think you're going to bring BJ Finney back to be your starting center. Not when you, not with Ben at the end of his career, not when you got to really try to change that offensive line. I just don't think he's the answer. So I, I, I really hope if they bring back Finney, that's fine. But I just don't think they do that uh, right now. But Michael, thanks for the call or talking. I appreciate it. Uh, let's get our next guest up. We have Noah. What's up, Noah? How's it going? What's up? How you doing today? Doing great. What do you want to talk about? Um, I'm here. Uh, we're talking about the Steelers, right? Yeah, I'm a Steelers yes. fan. So. Yeah, uh, what's up? Uh, who do you think we're uh, getting in the draft? I wanted to know your opinion on it. Hey, you know, I've, I've bounced around. I guess yeah. let's let's talk position first, Noah. What position do you think they're going to target first in the first round? That's a good um, I, I'm thinking maybe – uh, see, what I was thinking, I was thinking possibly uh, like a corner. Right. Just keep that for – Really? Good day saving. Or like a safety. Okay, I, I don't. I'm I'm definitely thinking offensive line. It's a really deep tackle class. I could see them going tackle. Yeah, maybe it's a pretty good offensive line draft. Maybe even a running back. I've been telling everyone on the website. I love, um, I, I love Javante Williams from North Carolina. I like him better than Najee Harris. If they could get him, I think he would be a huge tra- addition for this offense in the running game. Um, so for me. That's where I'm going. I think that it's going to be either offensive line. Could it Bill's be running mafia, back? <laughs> okay, no, take it easy. Bill's Mafia. All right, let's go to Billy Joe. What's up, Billy Joe? You hey, there, how Billy? you doing? Yes. What's up? Yes, how you doing? Uh, oh, good, great. good. How are you? I'm great. Um, I had a question. Um, what do you think about uh, Christian Darisaw? Like, what are the chances of us? you know, be able to draft him. Yeah, I I think that, Billy, I, I think I got you there for a sec. Let me um, hold on one sec. I, you know, I think there's a lot of tackles that are potentially going to be there at 24. And this is what I love about the draft, but it's also what makes it extremely frustrating in regards to when you see things unfolding. You see in free agency, this is going to change teams' approaches to the draft. You, if you see a run on quarterbacks early in the draft, well, what's that going to mean for the Steelers at 24? It could mean a lot. So if everyone, now McShay, Kuyper, they're all down on these five quarterbacks. We're talking Lawrence. We're talking Wilson, uh, Lance. Uh, Mac Jones is being thrown out there, too. And I know I'm forgetting one, but they're throwing five quarterbacks in the top ten. I'm sorry, uh, Fields, Ohio State. There you go. They're having five guys go in the top 10. So five quarterbacks go in the top 10. That means that a lot of prospects that possibly could have been a top 10 pick are going to fall. And it doesn't mean they're going to fall to Pittsburgh at 24, but it means that other teams are now going to have to make decisions as to prospects that they thought were going to be available. They weren't sure 
This is what is great about the NFL draft. The NFL draft, especially now with free agency starting in just over a week, actually a week exactly, I believe. Uh, well, the tampering period starts in under a week, but still, this is when you're going to really see what's going to happen in terms of the flux with how you know all these different teams that have team needs are being addressed in free agency, and then it opens up just like what I talked about with Michael earlier in regards to if the Steelers get a center in free agency, well, that changes their approach altogether. Uh, Billy's Billy Joe is back. All right, what's up, Billy Joe? Oh, sorry about that. Um... I had a question. Uh, what about uh, Christian Dare? So I was wondering what you uh, thought about him and what are the chances uh, of the Steelers uh, drafting him? Well, I think that, and thank you for the question. I appreciate it. I think that, honestly, Darisaw is one of uh, several tackles that could be available for the Steelers. Um, I, I don't see a huge discrepancy between some of the, you know, the, the middle-tier first-round tackles and the, the top, you know, everyone – um, the, the Oregon tackle, which his name slips my mind right now, he's considered the best of the best. I think after that, you get into this group that's really, really good, really well-rounded. Darisaw is a guy that I've, I haven't really studied a lot of. Um, I'm just now going into running backs on our website in terms of draft breakdowns, but um, he's been on the radar for sure, and I, if, they, if they took him, would be happy with it. Okay, let's go to our next guy. La- is it Laquan? Did I say that correctly? Laquan, you there? Hello? Hello. You're on with, with me. What's up? Hey, what's going on, man? Um, so I want to kind of go backwards a little bit uh, sure. when you were breaking down the wide receiver issue that could be an issue in Pittsburgh and how you said uh, people always overreact to the divas and all of that. Yes. So I mainly think that that's just because of the history. I do agree with you that I think they're overreacting when it comes to Claypool, but I could see why they would say that when you look at like the Steelers kind of like recent history with Mike Wallace, who caused the ruckus before his departure and Plexico, we all know how that went. And uh, you, you throw an AB of course, and then the whole juju mess. Like, so I could see why they say that. Although I do agree with you. I think they are overreacting when it comes to Claypool. You know what I mean? What are your thoughts? Well, I, I agree with you. I don't remember Mike Wallace being an issue in Pittsburgh, really. He didn't want to sign the contract. He sat out of training camp. That wasn't that crazy. Plexico Burris shot himself when he was in New York, so that wasn't really in Pittsburgh. Antonio Brown was a complete dumpster fire at the end of his time in Pittsburgh, and, and you actually look back now and you see all the stuff that transpired that was kept under wraps, which kudos to Mike Tomlin for that. Um, right. But with Chase Claypool, I'm like, man, this kid's a rookie. He had one of the greatest rookie receiving seasons in NFL history. And or, I'm sorry, one of the greatest. I mean, I'm going to put him up there at least top five, maybe even top, well, top 10 at least, but maybe even top five. It best, I think, in Steelers history. And I, I guess I just don't understand. Maybe it's because we're not there. We're not seeing what's going on. But again, show me a, a Hall of Fame receiver that's not a diva, that didn't have the desire to want the football, that didn't want the attention, that didn't it's, – that's – to me, it comes with a position, you know? Right, right, right. And then, and then lastly, do you think it has something to do with uh, Chase Claypool and maybe just, you know, these, these younger receivers in this new generation having a presence on social media that they're, that they're active and they're out there and they're, you know, they're creating their own platforms? I think that that might have something to do with it, which just – those older style reporters and these old guys just don't kind of like, you know, they have to get with the times a little bit. 
Absolutely. You have these players that are looking at their situation. And if they're smart and they're getting people that are talking to them and saying, hey, your career is going to be short. You're going to be done at 32, 33 years old. If you can create a brand for yourself, market yourself, get money outside of the game of football, advertisements, um, endorsement deals, creating a brand for yourself is only going to help you in the long in the uh, in the long run. And now you have these old guys, and I say that intentionally. The Ed Bouchettes <laughs> of the world, the Ed Bouchettes of the world, the Bob Labriolas of the world, they don't get it. They don't get it because you know what? Back in the seventies, they didn't do that. Well, back in the seventies, those guys were selling cars in the off season because they didn't make enough money to be able to just be football players all year round. And so they also didn't have social media. I mean, could you imagine some of the characters, not from the 70s, but I've said it a million times. Could you imagine Joey Porter with a Twitter account? Oh, I it mean, <laughs> it, would have been, it would have been great for talking about it, but, I mean, it would have been a nightmare for coaches. So I think that it's a, it's a little bit of both. It's, it's, it's Chase Claypool definitely learning from Juju, seeing, okay, I, have a, I can create a brand for myself, and I don't blame him for that. I think it's him having a great rookie season. And probably being a little egotistical about that, and I think it's a combination of that with this this old guard of reporters that are just not willing to give up on what it used to be, if you know what I mean. So that's it. But thank you for the question. Let's go to the next caller here. I think we don't have one. All right, this is a good time to take a break. If you're listening live on Locker Room, don't go anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. If you're on audio, stay tuned. We'll be tuned right back after this break. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back. Second part of Let's Ride Up here live on the Locker Room app, answering questions, talking about the draft, Chase Claypool, you name it. If you're watching live or listening live on Locker Room and you want to talk or ask a question, all you got to do is hit the speaker request and be glad to have you on. And in the meantime, let's go to the Twitter mailbag. Ben asks, what do you think about the Steelers drafting mostly offensive line and maybe a running back since the defense is solid? Minus a few pieces. This is most likely Ben's last year. Load up the line, line with nasty offensive linemen and a good running back, either through the draft or free agency. Basically, focus mostly on the running game. You know, I, I say this that I first I would be fine with that, Ben. And he, he used hashtag Ride or Die Crew. Thank you very much for that. You know, Ben, I, I got to be honest. If they went mostly O line, I'd be oh, that's let's do it. Let's load it up and let's go. But I would not be shocked if. Roger Goodell, whoever is making the announcement in the first round, the Steelers take some defensive position. Wouldn't be shocked at all because that's just kind of what they do. And I I also would say that if they do go with a defender, let's say it's a linebacker, whether it's an inside or outside linebacker, doesn't matter. If they go with a defender, 
I'm not upset about it because I I do trust that they're going to be able to find good depth at different positions in the second round and the middle rounds. And they do have nine picks. So we got to keep that in mind too. Okay. Amendez is assuming Vince Williams is a cap casualty. How comfortable are the Steelers with Devin Bush coming off injury and Robert Spillane as starters? Bush is a beast, but is Spillane a starter? Does this get addressed in the draft? I've been one to say that I think inside linebacker is a big need for the Steelers this offseason. I think they need to add to the position. If Vince Williams back is back and Robert Spillane is back and you hope that Ulysses Gilbert III can stay healthy for a full season, then I'm fine with inside linebacker. But if two of those things don't happen, if Vince Williams a cap casualty, if Robert Spillane is healthy, we, we assume that. Um, and then also, if Ulysses Gilbert III can stay healthy, then I don't think you, need to, you, need, you don't need to get that inside linebacker as much as you think. I would like them to get more athletic there. Vince Williams, Robert Spillane. Robert Spillane's a little bit more athletic than Vince Williams. That's not saying much. Uh, but I'd love to see a more athletic sideline-to-sideline player next to Devin Bush. Alfred, who's live on Locker Room, he types in, Hey, Jeff, can you please explain the negativity regarding Ben coming back this year? There's no other alternative to capitalizing on this defense. And with Ben, I, I, Alfred, I agree 100%. I did an entire show on this. If you don't know that I do a Let's Ride podcast, check it out. I'm sure most of you in here know that. Um, it's only found on the audio platform. So wherever you get your podcasts or Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain, subscribe, follow, do whatever you have to do. And I did the whole thing about, look, he gives the Steelers the best chance to win, period. And I'm, I'm not saying necessarily that they're Super Bowl contenders or anything like that. But at the same time, if you have any prayer of a Super Bowl, you want Ben. You want Ben there. You want to get him on your side. And I don't understand the negativity either. He, he took a pay cut, you know. And this is something, this is a guy that everyone always said, oh, Ben should be a team player. He should be a team player. Take a pay cut. He did it. And see, people are still pissed. And that's because I think there's a, there's a fraction of the fan base that's never happy about anything. They would, you could win a Super Bowl, and they would find something to complain about. They didn't run the ball enough or Ben threw that one bad pick, even though they won a Super Bowl. There would be those people. We know they're out there. All right. If you're on Locker Room Live, you want to talk, send in a speaker request. I'll get you on here. Otherwise, let's go back to the Twitter mailbag. Guy who likes football. What a creative name. He says, thoughts on how much Baker and Lamar will make. Oh, boy. I think the Ravens have such a smart front office, though they will make Lamar's contract reasonably favorable for the team. Now the Browns, on the other hand, I have a feeling will cripple themselves with paying Baker. Here's the thing. You have these rookies that they get. They have a lot of success early in their career, and NFL teams are able to capitalize because they're such a small portion of their salary cap, but their time's coming. And their time is coming when they're going to want their money. And you see with Dak Prescott setting the market now for quarterbacks where he's guaranteed, I believe, $75 million in the first year of his contract. And you see what Patrick Mahomes got in his 10-year deal. And now all of a sudden, you're seeing Lamar Jackson, was a, he's an MVP. I, I deserve that type of money. Well, now these Ravens and the Browns that have always been in pretty good salary cap situations are now looking around saying, oh boy, here we go. We got to pay a quarterback. And that's not going anywhere anytime soon. I hope that they get a deal done. I hope that Lamar Jackson stays in Baltimore. And I hope he signs a $200 million deal. Put him in cap hell is what I say. If Baker, I pray that he stays in Cleveland. And I hope they bring the Brinks truck up because he's not deserving of anything. And they're going to pay him handsomely. Put them in salary cap hell too. Welcome to the party, pal as Bruce Willis so famously said in Die Hard. Sorry, I kind of went off on a rant there. Anyways, uh, Boger, 
He asked if Edmonds doesn't continue to progress to the Steelers pick up his fifth-year option. I did predict that they're going to pick up both the fifth-year option of Minka Fitzpatrick and Terrell Edmonds. Uh, I just think that they're going to have that option. And you want a steady player next to your superstar. Every safety tandem that has been great for the Steelers, everyone always looks back to Palomalu. For every Palomalu, you had Ryan Clark. And before Ryan Clark, it was Chris Hope. You need to have that steady presence. And I got to be honest, a lot of people hate on Terrell Edmonds, but you know what? Terrell Edmonds has been there from day one. He has a lot of experience, and he's also really flipping durable. And he doesn't miss a lot of games. And so that's the perfect scenario to have next to Minka Fitzpatrick. Do I, do I wish that Terrell Edmonds was more of a playmaker? Yes. Do I wish Terrell Edmonds had more than two career interceptions? Yes. But at the same time, he's also good at doing what he's supposed to do, being where he's supposed to be. I think that at least earns him that fifth-year option. Doesn't mean he gets a second contract, but I think that gets him the fifth-year option. All right, let's keep it going with Mitchell. He says, do you think it's more beneficial to let Juju go and sign a veteran cheap like Golden Tate or to keep Juju? Thanks, Jeff. Hashtag ride or die crew. Thank you, Mitchell. So for me, I personally don't think that Juju's going to be back. Not that I don't want him back. I just don't think they're going to be able to afford him. And since they can't afford him, if you can get someone like Golden Tate, who's been around, he has been in a ton of locker rooms, he certainly could be a guy that comes in and kind of demands the respect from a very young wide receiver group. I do think that they could get a veteran who's been there, done that, to really help keep this group focused. I don't see, like I said it again, I don't think Juju's going to be back, not because the Steelers don't want him, but because he's just going to make too much money. And we don't know what the salary cap is. That's the giant elephant in the room. But still, I just don't see it happening. Paul asks, so I don't know if the cap number is out by the time you answer this. It isn't. But do you think the number could be higher than everybody expects? Reports have it that it's between 180 and 183 uh, in terms of million. But the Dak Prescott deal made me think that maybe the owners know some more about TV deals, et cetera. Hashtag Ride or Die Crew. Thank you very much, Paul. I appreciate it. Honestly, for me, to me, the TV deals, number one, they're not done. None of them are done. And so until they get done, I'm not going to speculate on anything about that. And the, it's we're, we're approaching the witching hour with this stuff. They're going to have to say what the salary cap number is. And to be honest with you, I said at the beginning of the show, I'll say it again. My prediction was 187. That is going to be $187 million. That's a, that's a, it's a drop-off. It's 11, 11 million less than what it was in 2020. It's going to put a lot of teams in dire straits. The Steelers could be one of them. But at the same time, I just don't see the NFL being able to say, you know, you, you bump the floor from 175 to 180. If they were that confident, they would have made it 185. Or they would have said the cap's not going to drop at all. And they haven't said that. No one has said that. So keep that in mind. I, my guess is 187. I could be wrong. All right, if you're watching live on Mock Room, you want us to talk. Just put in a speaker request. I'd be glad to have you on. Until then, we're going to go back to the mailbag on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter, by the way, at jhartman underscore P-I-T, which is the same exact handle that I have for locker room. Lori asks, how much do you think the Steelers can offer Dupree, assuming they make him an offer, and how much more do you think he would get paid by another team? Hashtag ride or die crew. Thank you, Lori. And she said, I just saw the Steelers will not franchise tag him. So they can still make him an offer, right? Yes, Lori, you can still make an offer to him. Uh, he is, uh, they, they have exclusive rights to negotiate with him because he's still under contract. 
once he becomes a free agent, the Steelers are just like all other uh, 32 teams in terms of negotiating with players. And absolutely, they could offer him a deal. I just don't think they're going to be able to offer him a deal that's going to match someone else. Um, so for me, I think that when you're looking at a guy like Bud Dupree, even though he's coming off injury, and a lot of people said, oh, well, maybe they'll be able to get him on the cheap. I'm not one of those people that necessarily believes that. I think that with modern medicine and the surgeries, that are, they become so sophisticated with how quickly they get players back on the football field. I just think that he's going to get way more. I, I think the Steelers wouldn't be able to come close to even $15 million a year, and he's probably going to get more than that. All right, Billy Joe, back on. What's up, Billy Joe? Hey, uh, what do you think if uh, Juju uh, would sign like a one-year friendly deal with Steelers and because of the salary cap, you know, should be higher next year and he would get more money, you know, like a better contract, you know, per se? Okay, yeah, sounds so you're you're saying let me just make sure that you were on the same page. You're suggesting that Juju Smith-Schuster would say, "Look, I'm banking on myself in 2022 when the salary cap goes back up, and so I'll stay in Pittsburgh for one more year for Ben Roethlisberger's last ride. I'll stay there. I'll sign a cheap one-year deal." Am I, am I hearing you correctly? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, thank you for that. By the way, let me answer that. So for me, I think that Juju Smith-Schuster is going to have a decision to make. Now, if I'm the Steelers. And I would do this with a lot of their free agents, by the way. If I'm Kevin Colbert, Omar Khan, Art Rooney II, Mike Tomlin, whatever else you want to put in that flipping room, you would put a number on a piece of paper. And so you'd say, hey, Juju, here you go, bud. One year. One year. Look at that. Take a look at that number. Now, you're going to be going and you're going to be hitting the free agent market. I get it. Know that we are going to give you that much for this one year. You stick around Ben's last year and toss it out at to him. He's going to test the waters, and I don't blame him at all. People that say all this stuff that ah, players should stay around and give a team-friendly deal, why? If you, This is his first time ever getting to free agency. So I don't blame Mike Hilton. I don't blame Cam Sutton, Bud Dupree, <clears throat> excuse me, Alejandro Villanueva, any of them. None of them. I don't blame any of them if they leave. Because if they can get their money, go get your money. Think back to last season when Javon Hargrave went to Philly. Good for you, man. There's no way the Steelers could have matched that deal. Think what they paid Dirty Red, Tyler Medikavich up in Buffalo. Good for you, man. They just paid a special teams ace that much money. Hey, good for you. The deal that B.J. Finney got for Seattle was crazy. I I saw that number. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Really? B.J. Finney? Now he gets cut from Seattle. Cincinnati cuts him. He's He's on the open market again. My goodness. So if they're going to be able to get their money, go get your money. That's what it's all about. Go get your money. Okay, Alfred asks on Locker Room app, written, hypothetical question. Let's say you're the GM on draft night and a team calls you asking for the 24th pick with Harris and Williams in UNC off the board and Zayvon Collins available. Do you trade back or double down on defense and take Collins? So I would want to know what I'm getting in return for the 24th pick. So who is it? When do they pick in the second? Are they willing to give me that second? Are they going to give me their third? This all matters in this scenario. Uh, But I would pass. I would be okay passing on a Collins if that return was good. We'll put it that way. If the return was good, I would be fine saying, you know what? Let's trade back. 
We'll get some more picks because ultimately I think that the centers, the center class is going to be there in the second and third round. There's still going to be some good running backs there in the second and third round. Offensive line still going to have like tackle and guard. There's still going to be some good prospects receivers. They still have a lot of talent. Everyone gets so infatuated with the first round pick. There's a lot of talent to be had elsewhere. Trust me. Okay. A few more minutes left here. Zivs from Twitter says, do you think Dax deals an indication that the salary cap will not drop as badly as some think? Do you think it will have an impact on the Steelers may or might not do with their free agents? I don't think Dax deal has anything to do with the Steelers and what they do. And I honestly don't think Jerry Jones has, and he might have an inkling for what's going to happen, but he just put about 40 million, I think towards their cap towards Dak Prescott. To me, what Dallas is doing down there almost seems like, Hey, we have a team. We got our quarterback locked up. We'll see what we can do this year. Next year, if the salary cap balloons back up, then we'll go and be aggressive. That's just my gut. We'll put it that way. All right, Jim Leonard on Locker Room. What's up, Jim? Hey, how are you? Um, real quick question. I don't understand the salary cap as much. So are we still paying like Antonio Brown and some of these other guys who we got rid of, but they might be still on our salary? No, I mean, Antonio Brown was off the books a couple years ago. Now, like, for instance, Ben Roethlisberger with his voidable years, technically if 2021 is his last, um, if it's his last season and they void the rest of his contract, they, he'll still be on the books for the following three years. Okay. But Antonio Brown, those guys, no, they're off the books. They're so off we're the not, books. So we're not paying anyone else that was used to be on the team. Because I remember, like, Lamar Woodley and stuff like that, we used to pay them, like, years after they left us, we were paying them two, three years after yeah, I, Antonio Brown was on the books for a couple years after he left via trade to Oakland. Okay, um, but he's he's off the books now. I don't believe. Don't take this as gospel. I don't believe they have anyone that's not currently on their roster that is counting towards their salary cap. Okay. All right. I appreciate it. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate it. All right, Alfred. He uh, he's threw in a little bit more to that hypothetical. So remember, Alfred was saying. If a GM calls me on draft night, Najee Harris and Williams, Javante Williams from UNC are off the board. Zayvon Collins is available. Someone says they want to trade back up into the first round. He says that they have a top 10 pick in the second round. They're going to give it up. I'll make the trade. I'll make the trade. No doubt about it. I'll make that trade. All right, let's get to the last question here on Twitter. From Justin, he said, how valuable is Juju? I try to keep in mind that without Juju Johnson, meaning Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool, wouldn't have been as successful as they were. This past season, Juju takes the attention off of other receivers because of his talent. Getting rid of him, I feel, will hurt more than help. I think Juju Smith-Schuster has value. I really do. I just don't think that his value is maybe quite as you're alluding to here, Justin. I think when he looked at what Juju did as a rookie with Antonio Brown, oh my gosh, like that was there's a direct correlation between Antonio Brown's dominance, drawing the attention of the defense, and Juju going to town on the opposite side. I don't think that's necessarily the case because Juju Smith-Schuster, I don't really feel like, and, and I, I could be wrong, and there's certain people that are part of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com that will know more than me. I never felt that he was drawing the full attention to the defense. The Steelers moved the ball well because they had so many options. They had Ebron, they had Deontay Johnson, they had Chase Claypool, they had James Washington from time to time, Vance McDonald was still an option, and then obviously James Conner running the football. So, they had a ton of weapons, and so they were able to kind of pick their spots. So that's Juju does have value. Not saying that. I just don't know if he's as valuable as everyone thinks he is. All right, so we have a few people still in the locker room. If you want to talk, this is your last chance getting ready to close out the show. If I don't hear from you, then we're going to just 
Cut it off. All right. It's been a great show. For everyone that's been a part of this show, live, let's ride, talking about free agency, the draft. Know that I'm going to be here every Tuesday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time, to talk about the Steelers, what's going on, what's happening. Next week, we'll be talking about the new league year starting, moves that have been made, moves that haven't been made, how it impacts the Steelers. It's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you check that out. Make sure you check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And make sure you check out our audio platform, wherever you get your podcasts or Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain, so that you don't miss a thing. I'm Jeff Hartman, co-editor of said website. As I always finish it, be safe, be kind. God bless. We'll see you on Friday. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.